Hello, welcome to Live With Riv, and I'm Riv. It's a new moon today, a magical new moon of healing. And so I thought it was opportune to launch my first podcast episode. I hope that you'll enjoy and I welcome you. Live With Riv embodies the bridging of entrepreneurial visions and visionaries while manifesting creative ideas and enlivening dreams in all aspects of life, including home, relationships, and careers or businesses. And so for my first episode, I decided I'll speak about something that's relevant to myself and relevant to my clients in so many of the areas of our lives. And that's the topic of building bridges, bridging in all of our life's areas with respect to our social relationships, our relationships in work, our relationships at home, our families, our friends, our romantic loves. I think it's particularly interesting to think about this concept now and I've seen it come up often with both my clients, my friends, my family, and also for myself. As we're heading out of the lockdown pandemic world, building bridges is so important because we're bridging from an old world to a new world. We've sort of been in a liminal space of a twilight zone between times between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, between times of what's appeared more certain and what is now more unknown and less certain, between times of perhaps success in careers and businesses and now the, ne the necessity to pivot, channel, reframe what our work will be, how we manage in our lives in different settings. But also, and this has come up for me so much lately, and I've discussed it with friends, it's come up for my clients as well, um, and also with my family. Having been so isolated in lockdowns or self-isolated or just spending more time alone and with ourselves in our quiet home spaces, how do we now bridge when we're coming back out into the social sphere? And once again, restaurants are opening, places of culture are opening, there are concerts, there are events on every evening. Socially, your friends may wanna be catching up, have a coffee, meet at a restaurant, a group gathering, weekend barbecues, um, summer or winter events. And how do we balance and seamlessly move from this alone, silent, isolated, um, meditative, lockdown, quiet world back into a world that is opening up, that is noisy, that requires social cues and social interactions where 
We may be speaking more than thinking. We may be doing more than being or feeling. And is it easy to move from that space into this new space? Is it easy to transition? Is it easy to bridge across the divide? And from my own musings um, and from speaking with different people and having these conversations, I feel it's important that we are compassionate with ourselves at this time as we transition and cross over and pass over these bridges in time and space in the sense that it's definitely not a natural, easy, smooth or quick transition. It may take time for us to adapt. It may take time for us to feel comfortable about where we're going, what we're doing, how often we want to meet up with people. Do we really want to be going to all of these events? Are we able to be available all hours of every day like we were pre-2020? And what's connected with this, part of this overarching theme, is when we do meet up with people, when I am comfortable to have a social interaction? Do I choose to do it one-on-one -on -one for maybe just a shorter period of time? Or do I want to meet five to ten people all at once and, you know, maybe even for a couple of hours? And how do I feel when I'm meeting more people for many hours or if I'm meeting just one or two people for a shorter period of time. Is there an emphasis more on quality now than quantity? Can I balance quality and quantity? And to be honest, these are themes I've thought about Riv at Live With Riv, and I've also got a blog called Riv's Rivers. Um, you can see all of this on my website, www.livwriv.com livewithriv.com. Um, you can access uh, lots of this material. But these concepts are concepts I've thought about for many years because as an outgoing introvert, I recognise that I love being the life of the party. I love the party. I love the events. I love the culture. I have eclectic and diverse interests, needs and wants. But I also recharge when I'm on my own. And the only way I can be so wonderful and outgoing and extroverted and go out maybe two to three times a week in a big group with a lot of stimulation around me is only if I've been conscious about making at least two to three nights a week or other times where I can carve out these havens that are introverted times, times alone, times for myself, times that are quiet, times that perhaps I'm not thinking but just being, whether it's, you know, being a little bit domestic, sort of the, the tasks that don't require us to do much analysis um, or just quietly at home with a candle. But as long as I've carved out those spaces of alone time, and this is pre-pandemic times, um, as in my whole life, I've recognised that I've always needed that balance. If I've had the alone time to recharge, 
then I'll be wonderful in being able to go out into that outside sphere where I could, where I'm meeting people, where I am social, where I am inspiring and motivating others and not draining my energy because I have recharged my energy first. And so I think it's so important that we recognise this, especially at times like these twilight liminal times where we are transitioning, where we are moving away from one period of time into another period of time. And where we need to be conscious that it may not be simple and that we may require a slower process, a slower bridging, a slower passing over from what perhaps we had the energy for pre-2020 and now as we're in 2021 and heading to 2022, what we may need to adjust and adapt with and that's okay. And being able to speak up honestly and consciously about these matters, being able to feel our way through it is so important. And this, of course, connects also with when we are meeting up with people, whether it's within a work engagement, a family event, a social catch-up. As I've mentioned, are we focusing on quality or quantity? So for me, it's always been about quality, which means if I'm visiting a country where I've lived before and I want to catch up with a lot of people, it's hard for me to do a catch-up with 20 people all at once, even though I've got limited time on my visit, because I actually want to connect in a real way with the people I'm meeting with, and I want them to be able to connect in a real way with me and to have that question-answer dynamic in a setting that's quality. It's not going to happen if I'm with 20 people who come from different parts of my lives, or even if they're all friends, bringing us all together in the one restaurant, in the one room, in the one space will provide a quite a different dynamic than if I meet any one of them one-on-one. -on -one. And being a sensitive, intuitive empath, I've always thought about these issues. And it's been difficult for me when we've done class reunions, let's say, because I've often felt that the conversation for me ends up being quite superficial, more about a quantity aspect than a quality aspect, because I'm conscious that each and every one of us in that social reunion, in that gathering, have a different dynamic with each other. And when we're all together in, in a room, I'm not going to be able to have the deep and meaningful conversation with any one or all people because I don't know what has been discussed between each person and another in the sense that I'm careful about confidentiality as well and I'm sensitive to energies. And so when we're all together in one room, there'll be one dynamic of conversation that feels appropriate. But if I caught up with any one of those people in a one-on-one, -on -one, I'd be able to have a much different conversation with them because I wouldn't be concerned about any breaches of confidentiality about the other people around them 
or sensitive to different energies that may not flow with the conversation I'm having or conscious about how comfortable everyone is with each other in that dynamic. And what it's always meant for me, obviously, is that in building these bridges with each of these people and in maintaining and sustaining those bridges of connection, I prefer the quality, I prefer the one-on-one, I prefer the deeper, meaningful, real connection. But that also means then I may not get to meet as many people as I want to meet because I need to preserve, preserve and conserve my own energies and make sure I'm having enough recharge time in between those one-on-ones. And that may mean it require, it will take a longer time to perhaps meet up and really catch up with everyone in that face-to-face quality way I want uh, that I feel is fair to me and fair to them. Um, and it sometimes means I'll miss out perhaps on those bigger gatherings or miss out on connecting with everyone in 100% of the way I want 100% of the time. And while I love to conquer so much and I want to maintain the bridges of these connections, whether it be through work, colleagues, through business relationships, through my friendships or my family dynamics, I've had to also accept and be understanding and compassionate to self that that may not always be possible and that's also okay. And being able to forgive self and understand self in these situations despite the fact that I want to keep these bridges alive, that I want to keep these connections, these manifestations, these, you know, age-old friendships or relationships in work or family or love constant and consistent, I must still be true to self. I must still maintain the integrity and recognise that I can only give in this quality way if I too am receiving, that I can only give in this quality one-on-one way if I too am taking out time with self to recharge and renew, recalibrate, reharmonize, and so that I can be present in the presence of any one of those events, meetups, catch-ups, etc. And recognizing that it may not always be as smooth, as flowing, as perfect as I like, sometimes also there is a space for compromise. So maybe I will meet up with five school friends all at once because that's just the time we have, or sometimes something is better than nothing. And even though I may feel like it's a bit of a tease because I didn't really get to connect or have those deeper, meaningful conversations, or we really haven't caught up in many years and I really want to know about her or him and he or her really wants to know about me, And we just won't be able to cover that ground in a group dynamic of five on a short catch-up after maybe a couple of years. But recognising that still sometimes something is better than nothing and when we can, hopefully, whether it be the FaceTime, the phone call or the face-to-face one-on-one, 
we will hopefully be able to regroup and make up for more of that quality. And so sometimes quantity, the compromise that I believe with quantity may still be valid and relevant. And that's okay too. And of course, when I think about bridges, and I've written about this in my Rivers Rivers blog that you can see on the livwriv.com website, I think of in 2018, how I traveled to the south of France, and it was a winter where everything was ice and the south of France comes with so much in terms of medieval history and the bridging of new and old and nature and culture. And, of course, I love the Count of Monte Cristo and I was staying on the port of Marseille and so all of that came alive for me um, in modern times but I felt transported back to older centuries and medieval ages. Um, and so one day I took a trip to Avignon where, which was the seat, the papal seat many centuries ago and Avignon has been preserved as a medieval city and because it was such a freezing day, it felt like I was walking in some icy age of the medieval times, which is one of my favourite times in history. And I really got to experience this um, feeling and experience of, of a medieval city in, in all of its 2D and 3D, 4D and 5D senses. Um, there are knights in shining, shining armour walking around. I got to hear the creaking of these old um, padlocked iron doors. Um, there, were, there were icicles on these water mills of these streets that were, you know, sort of these river streets and that was the, the, the water mill kind of energy um, of that medieval time. And so in, in all of my senses, I got to experience this like real transportation to medieval times and it was it was trippy. Um, it was a fifth dimension trippy. Um, and we'll talk about 5D in another episode. Um, but, you know, so hold that thought for now, even if it's something you're not familiar with or you don't understand, I will get back to it. And I'd love to hear your feedback for those who want more info um, and, of course, on any topics that arise from my episodes that you want me to explore more thoroughly and more deeply. But to get back to the building of bridges and this bridging in these twilight zones, these liminal spaces, the, the moving and transitioning, reframing and rechanneling from one age to another, from one time to another, from one space to another, from one age to another, um, from a pre-pandemic world to a post-pandemic world, let's say. Um, I got to see the Rhone River, which is just outside the city of Avignon. And the Rhone River is one of the most powerful rivers in France, um, which has always, because of its intense water power and being one of the most powerful and largest rivers, it has often overflowed. 
And there were many bridges that were built, um, but because of its intensity, the bridges couldn't tame the river and it would often, many bridges would collapse because of the great energetic water power of the Rhone. But today there's a bridge called the Point Benezent Bridge, which stands the test of time over the Rhone River and tames its intense overflow energy. And in watching that powerful river and its flow, and of course it connects with my blog, Rives Rivers, where often so many of us have so much river to empower and motivate and inspire others. And there's such a great flow and a huge energy that we have. And between our eclectic interests and our past diverse studies and work experience and the, the, the many countries perhaps we've lived, traveled and worked in, the many people that we've met through our home and our relationships and our love and our work and our businesses. There's so much we have to share. There's so much we want to give. There's so much we want to motivate and inspire ourselves and others. And that's that powerful Rhone River. And it's constant and it flows and it, it can build, but it can also destroy if it's not tamed, if it doesn't have a bridge that is conscious, that is strong, that is maintained and sustained, that is healed, that is engineering sound. And so it's so important when we think about the river flow of each of us and for everybody that you can identify with that, that may be different for everyone on different levels, that we also think about the balancing and the taming through the bridges that we are building for ourselves and for others. And these bridges are so important because in making sure that they are strong and stable, we can connect past, present and future with this strong infrastructure. But at the same time, we ensure that the uncontrollable currents the intensity of our emotions or our wisdoms or our learnings do not overflow and overwhelm in a way that can flood. We want a position where a river flows, beautiful to look at, amazing to kayak down, wonderful to go white water rafting on, but not where it's overflowing and destroying a city. And so only with this, a bridge that is stable and secure and constantly checked in, in terms of its infrastructure, can we tame and maintain and sustain in a beautiful and pleasant and balanced way with harmony and with equilibrium, all that we have to give and share and not challenge 
or destroy, but be able to overflow in a blessed way. And of course, when we think of bridges, we think about the trade and the crossing over the bridge. So when I'm bridging from one work position or business idea to another, or I'm bridging from one country to another, or I'm bridging a connection between myself and a friend, or maybe I'm networking and I'm connecting to people, or I'm bridging a relationship with a family member or one of my romantic relationships. I always need to think about what and who I'm taking over the bridge because, of course, firstly, we spoke about how the bridge itself, we need to be thinking of that balance within us and then for others, the quality, the quantity, the checking of the stability so that our wonderful energies and experiences don't overwhelm but inspire and motivate and overflow with blessing through that balanced, healthy bridge. But also when I'm crossing over a bridge, when I'm passing over from one time to another, from one space to another, from one person to another, I need to think about what tools and skills and also which people and relationships and learnings I take over the bridge with me which patterns of behaviour I cross the bridge with. Because if the trade over the bridge, even if the bridge is strong, if the trade over the bridge is too heavy or toxic or unhealthy or patterns that no longer serve us or people that are no longer nurturing for our journey over the bridge, then even though we want to keep these connections alive and we want to keep building these bridges and connecting, there comes a time where we say, I may need to leave this pattern of behaviour or this learning or this person or this relationship on this side of the bridge as I cross over now to the other side. And so at Live With Riv and with Riv's Rivers, we're here to inspire the tools for building sustainable bridges together that can endure the test of time for the crossing over of all of the rivers of life. And when we can do this with authenticity, with integrity, with genuine being of presence in the present moment, then we get to transition from the past to the future in a wholesome way with the right patterns of behaviour, letting go of what no longer serves us, with the people who are nurturing and motivating and supportive of the journey we are now on, with the learnings that will now serve us for the new relationships that we will build, for the new work and career and business experiences that we will inspire, for the new social and home and life and love structures that we will foster. And we can do this all in a balanced way of equilibrium because our bridge is strong because of the balance we inspire within ourselves and in the way we relate to others, but also 
we are not afraid and we are brave and we are loving in letting go of what no longer serves us, whether that be a pattern of behaviour, a way of being, a person, and that may be sometimes a friend, a family member, a work colleague, an old love flame or relationship. But we recognise that in order to pass over our bridge and to keep the bridge sustained and upright, to tame and balance the flow of our energies in what we can give and share, we must sometimes let go and leave some of the people or the learnings or the patterns or even the physical belongings that we want to travel with. But now we say we leave them on one side of the bridge so that we can pass over in a healthy and balanced way. And so on this day of a new moon, I bless us all to build bridges that are strong and stable, but that are also sustainable and maintained with our tribe of learnings, our tribe of people, our tribe of behavioural patterns that serve us and serve others in that wholesome way. And as we move into this new stage and new time of our lives, on all of our journeys in home, in relationships and in careers and businesses. May those bridges be strong. May those bridges be kind. May those bridges be life empowering for that endless flow of our wonderful energies that we can give and share, inspire and motivate.